Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, friends. Have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, we may still struggle in our intimate relationships? My husband and I have a great relationship, but we are not relationship coaches. And we know that yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational support from a relationship specialist. If you're going through some kind of challenge right now in your relationships, my friend Jason Gaddis at the Relationship School can help. Jason's team will pair you up with a skilled relationship coach, and within 48 hours, you'll be getting private one-on-one support on whatever you're going through relationally. And right now, for my listeners only, Jason is offering half off one month of relationship coaching. Head over to relationshipschool.com slash Laura to get the deal and watch your relationships improve. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Friday with Friends. Today I talked to Dr. Patrick Nuzo. He is a specialist and a practitioner in napropathic medicine. Have you ever heard of that? It's not naturopathic, it's napropathic. Well, I didn't know much about it either, and Patrick was so lovely and took me down the whole history of what it is and how it can help you And we really bonded a lot on understanding mechanics and the spine and all the different tissues that can impact the spine and can impact the way you feel, the impact, impact the blood flow, et cetera. He started the the Naturopathic Practice Act of New Mexico, which is huge to get that into legislation. And it was signed in 2004. After four years, he got it into place. He also was issued a license to practice in New Mexico, and he opened up a napropathic college. Woo! You can get a degree of doctor of napropathic medicine, and you can do it in the beautiful place of Santa Fe. We talk all about this, so tune in and enjoy. Welcome, Dr. Patrick. So happy to meet you and have you on the podcast today. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. So first, let's just go into what you're doing now, but really how you got to this place, because I think the the path of how you got there will explain the choices that you made that are specific to what you do now. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a doctor of napropathic medicine, okay? And I'll explain what that is first, because a lot of people don't know what napropaths are. 
But naprapaths actually started right alongside chiropractors back in the early 1900s. Dr. Oakley Smith, who founded naprapathic medicine, was a protege of D.D. Palmer, who founded chiropractic medicine. Okay, As a matter of fact, Oakley Smith was one of three authors of the manual modernized chiropractic that D.D. Palmer built the entire chiropractic profession on. Okay, So D.D. Palmer brought Oakley in to prove the subluxation theory in chiropractic medicine, okay? What is that and theory? The subluxation theory is the alignment of the bony structure in the spine, right? And if that alignment comes out, then you're going to have interference in the nerve lymph blood flow, which is absolutely accurate, okay? And that's what, you know, Oakley Smith believed as well. But D.D. Palmer believed, and the whole chiropractic profession believed, that in order to get that vertebrae back into alignment, you needed to use a high velocity adjustment to do so. Okay. Well, Oakley Smith did not believe in that. Oakley Smith believed that you had to treat the connective tissue that was pulling the bony structure out of alignment in order to keep that bony structure in alignment and get that proper nerve lymph and blood flow. So that cupola bro broke those two gentlemen apart. Okay. And obviously, D.D. Palmer was a much better marketer and got that profession out there. It's worldwide. Um, Oakley Smith was a genius, but Oakley Smith, it turns out, was socially inept, couldn't get along with a soul. So this man developed scientific manipulative therapy. He developed something called chartology and chartosis which is the marking of the spinal column by taking tension findings, both um, tension findings and hyperesthesia or pain findings. And based on those findings and then charting that uh, those findings on a charter bar, he called it, you can then design a treatment and treat that individual to bring that bony structure back into alignment without a high velocity adjustment. So Oakley really did scientific manipulative therapy, but never really was able to get the, you know, get it out there like, like D.D. Palmer was. So, you know, Oakley, um, you know, got the school opened in Chicago. That school opened in 1906. I graduated from that school, the Chicago National College of Nephropathy. It's the only school in Chicago and was the only school for years and years and years. Um, and then I became a napropath in 1983. All right. So I've been a napropath for almost 40 years. Now, how did but you, re let me, let me just interrupt. How did you decide, like find out about it? You're right, living in Chicago. That's where I was going to go yeah. right okay, now. Good. Okay. Because yeah. my uncle was a napropath. Ah. My uncle studied with Oakley Smith. So the only medicine I knew as a kid, you know, if I didn't feel good, I went and got a treatment. If I didn't feel good, I wanted to go see my uncle and he'd give me herbs and he'd give me, you know, foods to eat. So it was really my entire life. So I've been, you know, following an anti-inflammatory, you know, uh, regenerative type lifestyle diet my, my entire life. I'm going to be 70 years old this year. Um, I've never taken a prescription medication in my life. Um, I don't plan on ever doing that. You know, I believe that food is medicine and uh, that's what we preach. And in and, and my book, Anti-Inflammatory Medicine, talks about how nephropathy and nutrition, you know, anti-inflammatory medicine really works to help us take care of ourselves. Because, you know, many people, unfortunately, learned uh, about health 
these last few years with this pandemic, you know, and I think it was a real wake up call to people that, you know, what am I going to do? I, you know, are people really this sick? Are my, am I really this sick? Do I really not have an immune system? What is an immune system? You know, so people got aware, people got aware. And I think the food is medicine movement is, 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 is here to stay. And the regenerative farming and the restorative, uh, you know, lands are, you know, really here to stay. And, and that's really what, you know, we work with in our school. Now we, you know, I got into nephropathy, obviously graduated 40 years ago. Um, and I had a extremely successful practice back in Chicago. Um, and I practiced there for, uh, 20 years. And my practice really focused on neuromusculoskeletal pain, but my specialty or my area of treatment was survivors of uh, adult survivors of childhood trauma, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, right? Because it impacted the body tremendously. So um, I really didn't do it on purpose, <laughs> but I became specialized in that area. And I had many, many, many uh, therapists referring to me and uh, built a really large practice. So back in um, the late 90s, I decided to open a retreat center in, uh, in New Mexico. And we were bringing groups of patients from my practice in Illinois into the Gila National Forest in the southern part of New Mexico. And we were treating adult survivors of trauma and we were, you know, doing it, nature, hot springs, horseback riding, you know, treatments, that type of stuff. And I was traveling between my office in Chicago and my, uh, my retreat center in New Mexico every other week. And this happened back, and I'm going to give you this story because this is how it, how I am where I am right now. Um, in 99, uh, I opened the retreat center and it was in the Southern part of the state. And I would only bring a retreat out once a month, a week, a month, but I would be there every other week. So the weeks I wasn't working with retreats, I was seeing patients. So this is the summer of 99. I got a phone call from this gentleman who got on the phone with me and said, hi, my name is Benny. Um, I broke my neck in a car accident a couple of years ago. I've been everywhere. I you know, I heard you could help me. Could I come in for some treatments, right? So this beautiful old New Mexican man shows up in my office a couple of weeks later, and I started treating him. And, you know, indeed, he was really locked up and frozen and, you know, a um, lot of pain, couldn't sleep, started treating him. You see, napropath treating the connective tissue. I'm not trying to adjust him back into alignment. I'm untying all the knots. The fascia should be, right? Connective tissue is three things, right? Ligaments hold bone to bone, tendons hold muscle to bone, but the most prevalent connected tissue is called fascia or interstitial tissue, right? So fascia in its natural state should be viscous and gooey. So when you're turning your head or you're moving your arm, the muscle should glide over that gooey fascia, right? As a yoga practitioner, I'm sure you're incredibly familiar with this. But when fascia dries out, right, it turns to glue. And when it turns to glue, it glues layer to layer of muscle together. And that's what those knots are. So when you're moving the bony structure, instead of those muscles gliding over that viscous gooey fascia, it acts like a fulcrum. And then it moves and pulls bony structure out of alignment. So you can't just go back on bony structure and try to realign it because that fascia, which is glued to the muscles, which is glued to the tendon, which is glued to the ligaments, 
will continually pull it right back out of alignment. That's so why people Benny, that's why people I, are going to a chiropractor for 10 years. You know, well, and and they're not changing necessarily uh, because it, they're not addressing that that what's what is what's pulling it out of place in the first place, yeah. Exactly. And they're going to chiropractors for 10 years, but I also hear, you know, I ask patients all day long, right? Have you ever seen a chiropractor? And about 80% of them will tell me yes once, you know, because they don't like the cracking sound. And even, you know, it's it, it's hard. So we provide a viable option and alternative to the chiropractic treatment. And actually, it is chiropractic treatment because Oakley Smith developed it as chiropractic treatment more than 120 years ago, right? So they just went away from the soft tissue application of chiropractic. It's in that book, Modernized Chiropractic. Every, every chiropractor who's read the book has read it, but they focus on a four to six minute treatment. We adjust you and we get you out and we'll continue to, to do that, you know? And I believe in body work. I believe in all body work. It's, mm -hmm. it's important. But you've got to be specific, you know, you've got to be able to take care of what's pulling that bony structure out without just a shotgun type approach, you know. So that's kind of, you know, what, what had happened there. So getting back to Benny, right, Benny came in, started getting treatments from me, all right, two months go by, three months go by, this was about we, we started in about, I, I think it was, you know, June of 1990, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, 99, June of 99. I'm trying to think that was a, yeah, June of 99. Well, by about October of 99, Benny walks into my office. He looks me in the eye and he says, doc, he said, I'm sleeping through the night. I'm taking about a third of the medication I was taking. I feel like I got my life back. We need to get you licensed here in New Mexico. And I thought, what the hell's Benny talking about, right? Well, Benny turned out to be Senator Ben Altamirano, okay? And he was the president pro tem of the New Mexico Senate for 34 years. We introduced the Napropathic Practice Act in Santa Fe in the year 2000. It took me four years to get the bill passed. I had no idea what I was doing, but I did it. I went after it, got the bill passed, signed into law. When the governor signed it into law in 2004, Governor Richardson, I was at the signing ceremony and Richardson and Benny both looked at me and said, Doc, you got to bring a school here to, to, to Santa Fe. And I thought, okay, I'll do that. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Can you just so, pause and explain to everybody the importance of getting that in legislation? What does that translate into meaning? Well, what happens is you've got to, in order to practice a healthcare profession in a state, you've got to be regulated. Okay, right. the state has got to regulate you. So what we introduced was a Napropathic Practice Act in the state of New Mexico, making it legal for napropaths to be licensed and regulated in the state of New Mexico. And we got that done. We introduced the profession. We got it done. We got it through. As a matter of fact, the New Mexico Medical Board are the is the board that oversees napropaths in New Mexico, and we're classified and licensed as connective tissue specialists. Mm, okay? that's, that's fabulous. Wow. Yeah. So we got a wonderful license, a wonderful practice act here. Uh, the state is amazingly supportive of us. Every major insurance company in New Mexico covers napropathic treatments. Okay. The state of New Mexico and the governor actually has waived all, all um, deductibles for people who 
have musculoskeletal pain so they don't wind up in the emergency rooms, okay? And costing them tough so they can see us directly. And also, you know, people have to realize the number two and three reason people go and see medical doctors, you know what that is? It's joint pain and back pain, okay? And for people with joint pain and back pain to wind up in a medical doctor's office is totally that makes no sense, okay? We have a huge opioid problem <laughs> in this country. And guess where they all get the opioids, okay? Because they don't know what to do, right? So, you know, joint pain, back pain is something that manual therapists need to treat, like chiropractors, like acupuncturists, like naturopaths, like physical therapists. It's just got to be more accepted. And it's got to be more scientifically based. And I'm going to read something that Oakley wrote in a second about that. But anyhow, we got the Napropathic Practice Act passed in 2004. Um, I got a license for the school to operate the school in 2006. It took me four years to put a curriculum together and figure out what the hell I was going to do to open a school, right? We opened the school in 2010. We graduated our first class in 2014. I'm giving you this order because this is how things moved. In 2015, I petitioned for accreditation for the school, the first ever, because this profession is 120 years old. Nobody ever accredited a school. That's why this profession hasn't grown, right? One of the main reasons this profession hasn't grown, except, you know, besides Oakley Smith being a, you know, a, uh, a medical heretic, <laughs> let's call it that. So we got the license for the school, went 2015, petition for accreditation. 2016, our petition was accredited. It took us five years to get the school accredited. And in the end of 2021, the uh, Distance Education Accrediting Commission, which is a recognized accreditor by the U.S. Department of Education, accredited Southwest University in Napropathic Medicine as the first and only napropathic school. Um, we run in our campus here in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I'm happy to say, I just got this news on Saturday, that in January of this year, 2023, the Napropathic Practice Act of Nevada was introduced, and we lobbied the Nevada legislature for the last four months, and Governor Joseph Lombardo signed the Napropathic Practice Act into law um, just uh, this last Saturday, June 9th. Um, and uh, Napropaths will now be able to practice and bring a school to the state of Nevada. And, you know, our plan is to move this profession forward, okay? And one of the ways we're doing that is our program is about 75% online, okay? Um, now, you have to have a back. We, we offer the program two different ways, okay? We have to, we offer it to people who have a bachelor's degree, okay? They have a full bachelor's degree, and then they come into our program an extra 180 Quarter credit hours beyond a bachelor's is our degree. And we do that in three years, 75% online. The rest of it is in the clinic and in the intern clinic. So the first two years of our program, you're taking all your online classes, all your basic sciences, your napropathic sciences. And then one day a week, you're in the school doing either one, two, or three hands-on classes, depending upon your quarter you're in, okay? Those first two years, you get through all the hands-on portion, um, and then you'll have to sit for a clinic entrance exam to enter the intern clinic, which is the third year of our program where a student will enter the clinic, finish up their 
classes. And by the way, I didn't mention this, but we're very, very, very steeped into research. Oakley Smith has done incredible research on the spine and the spinal column and done the chart of bar and chartosis. And we are now, as an institution, um, providing the proof of manual therapy. And I want to read this right now because this is basically why we're doing research. And Oakley Smith wrote this in his book, 1917 book called Chartology Chartosis. And this is the manual therapy of the spine. But he wrote in this book, Napropathy represents the world's first introduction to charted manipulative methods. Napropaths, by charting their diagnosis and manipulation, place themselves in a class alone. The first attempt in the field of nephropathy to chart all manipulative, all manipulative procedure represents not only one of the beginning points of the science of nephropathy, but represents the very beginning point of scientific manipulative therapy. Scientists have always been prone to cast to one side any modality that was not closely interlinked with evidence of scientific detail. Possibly it is for this reason that manipulation as a means of cure was passed over by science. If such reason is correct, the introduction of napropathic chartology with all its wealth of scientific possibilities will furnish every person of science full expression for their greatest talents. So we are devoted at proving the science of manual therapy. And what we're doing right now is, you know, Oakley Smith disproved the subluxation theory. Didi, uh, I'm sorry, and Oakley Smith wrote about the ligatite and how the ligatite pulls the bony structure out of alignment, right? So the ligatite is really what we're trying to prove as what pulls bony structure out. So what we've done as a school, as we've, we've purchased some ultrasound equipment and we are now ultrasounding the ligatites. What are the ligatites? The ligatites are the lockdown of the ligaments on the spinal column that pull bony structure out of alignment, right? Oakley Smith has defined the ligatite. He's defined the ligatite, you know, as that tightening of the ligaments, okay, that then pull bony structure out. You could imagine if you tighten a wash rag, okay, that's how ligaments start to spiral. Even fascia spirals, okay, tendon spiral, muscle spiral under tension. And when they spiral, they shorten. And when they shorten, they're going to pull bony structure out of alignment, right? Is this so like the is this like the anterior longitudinal or posterior longitudinal ligament? Or are these smaller ligaments between? These the are individual? seventeen ligaments that hold the one above and the one below. Right. So the post, you know, the anterior, all the ligaments. We're going to go into an area, okay, and we are able to mark it on the ultrasound. We can specify an area and go into a ligament and find if there's a ligatite there, and if there is a ligatite there, treat that ligatite and then bring circulation to it and show inflammation decrease and ligatite tension decrease by the treatment itself. So that's how we're going to prove manual therapy out there and the results of manual therapy that's not just anecdotal. Yeah. Well, know, I've, so. I, so for people that are listening and they're like, this sounds interesting, but they're probably like, well, how do I avoid... <laughs> How do I avoid that happening? Like, what are the things that are contributing to this um, 
lockdown of the tissues, whether it's the fascia or the ligaments themselves? What would you say are the biggest contributors? It's, well, one of sleeping positions, sitting positions, repetitive motion is the main thing, right? Repetitive motion will, you know, knock something out of alignment more than than anything else. So you've got to work against those repetitive motion conditions. And, you know, stretching, I mean, I always get people towards yoga, towards Pilates, you know, you have to be in a stretching regimen every day. I get people to stretch over, you know, exercise balls, right? And I never have people, and this is something I have them stretch over exercise balls, the spine, right? Because the spine, I'm looking at the, at the spine behind you there, okay? Those facet joints in that spinal column are all movable joints, okay? Yeah. Never, never, never use a lacrosse ball or a foam roller to try and stretch out, stretch out the spine because you crush those ligaments. You actually irritate those ligaments. You've got to make the facet joints move the way they should move in order for those you know, circulation to get in there just to put it on a hard surface. And, you know, it makes me cringe when people tell me that they lay backwards on a foam roller to adjust their back, you know, you're going to do a lot of, um, you know, more inflammation in those tissues. Well, because and those I, tissues yeah, are, facet joints right? are in the spine, the only synovial joints, you know, the exactly. rest of the joints are cartilaginous. And that just kind of tells us structurally, like cartilaginous is there for, cushioning and shock absorption and energy flow. Synovial exactly. joints are there for movement. So when we're trying to also like twist the cartilaginous joints or like manipulate them, that's not, that's not what we want either. It's that you, exactly. you want to, um, you know, encourage the tissues around it to like loosen their grab. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I want to share with you a little secret I have. This secret is this amazing skincare line that I've been using now for a year. Now, I am a product queen. It is the one thing I spend money on. I don't spend a lot of money on clothes, but I love products. And I love skincare products because I want my skin to really reflect and showcase how I feel inside. But this is honestly the best product I've ever tried. And I love the fact that it's vegan. It's all natural. You could literally eat it because it's totally organic. Herbal face food. It's the most potent anti-aging, multi-correction, antiviral skincare on the market. It is, it's magic. It's, I can't even describe it. I use a little bit of serum one a few times a week and it tightens up my skin. And then it also kind of whitens it a little bit, makes it feel like all the sun damage disappears. But you can go for the correct, the serum two, which is like the correction, and that goes into the more sun-damaged areas. So you're just going to have to try it for yourself. So go to the show notes and hit the link. Lara 20 is the code for 20% off herbal face food. I love it. I love it. I want to share it with you all. You do some you do some soft tissue and fascia. Yeah, work yeah. So yes. Yeah. So, so my my I mean I'm a physical therapist, but my specialization right. is neuromuscular, and I do a lot That's of and, and fascial trained. So yes, I I am grooving with everything you're saying. Now what I'm um in it, so I what it sounds like is that to treat someone you you have to have them in person 
or is that wrong? Is there anything? No, you no, can... no, no. You definitely, it's, yeah. it's hands okay, on. It's hands it's on. Hands-on therapy. In yeah. addition to that, like what are some of the other things? Because I know one thing that uh, I was reading about, learning about, because I had not heard, um, and maybe you can clarify this for people that are listening. You talked to us about what napropathy is, but how, when people say, well, napropath, naturopath, like what are the differences between those two? Because that, that's an easy confusion. That is a very easy confusion. And the easiest explanation is napropaths are manual therapists specializing in manual techniques. Naturopaths are metabolic therapists. They Mm. work with diet, nutrition, and supplementation to work on, you know, human ailments. But do you you have... Is that another layer of what you offer? Because I'm assuming like anti, we, you, you mentioned the anti-inflammatory right. diet. So it's like what you put in is going to be uh, a wonderful adjunct and ally to whatever manual work you're doing. Absolutely. So it's a, it is a big part of our program. It isn't the main part of our program. Right. Okay. Just like naturopaths will use some manual therapy, mm-hmm. right? Their their forte and their you know existence is metabolic, right? Our existence is manual. We use metabolic to support it. Got it. Right. And they probably use metabolic and manual to support it. So it's, you know, there's there's, you know, and they don't do spinal manipulation, right? Napropaths are spinal manipulators. That's the basics of our treatment. The chartology and chartabar is a is a is a is a um it, it is the spinal carlum that we're charting, right? So we're, we're everything comes back to the spine. Yeah. Now we do do visceral manipulation as napropaths. We do do, you know, extremity manipulation as napropaths. Okay. But our focus is, is spinal manipulation. And I think it's really important for you perhaps to uh, explain, because when people hear manipulation, that has a negative connotation for some people, for many people. And, you know, as a PT, I also am trained in manipulation. There are different levels. So manipulation does not mean it's forceful. I think that's what you're talking about, the high velocity. So what is that what does that look like? I mean, I'm sure it's just a gent. You're just basically. Tr- I'm imagining in this manipulation, what you're really trying to do is have a conversation with the nervous system in some way, and some pressure to subject to the fascia so that it's not that gu- like stuckness, but it's getting a little more viscous. Is that correct? It's 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 partially correct. It's mm-hmm. a, it's good. Okay, we work through the fascia. Mm-hmm. Okay, into the muscle through the muscle into the fascia to get to the connective tissue. My belief is that that the fascia, you know, intertwines into the tendons, which then intertwine into the ligaments, yes, right? Uh, it, so it, and that's gotta, been shown, yes, yes. Yeah, so that's where the work is, right? So we take those findings on the spinal column, we identify what we call maximum tension, and then we will manipulate through you know, various hands-on techniques, okay? Like there's compound holes, there's single holes, there's anterior holes, there's, you know, we we have a contact point and a treatment method for each vertebrae and for each syndrome that's listed on that spinal column and that chartology chart that we develop as we're treating that patient, right? So it is very specific. 
it can sometimes be very deep. People know they have a treatment when they get a napropathic treatment. You know, it's a full body treatment always because connective tissue connects everywhere, right? So you'll find tension in the right shoulder that affects the left knee, you know, depending upon the fascia bands and the patterns that people hold and the repetitive motion that they're in. You know, they throw the body off, the body compensates. So we always do a full body treatment, but concentrate on the areas of complaint. So we can get into that spinal column and realign those tissues that are creating the spasm, right? You know, people will ask me, oh, what's the difference between chiropractic and napropathic? What's the difference between, chiro you know, massage and napropathic, right? Mm -hmm. Well, napropathic does both, right? We, you know, as a, as a massage therapist, you'll identify a, a spasm. You'll work into that spasm. You'll get that spasm worked out, Right but you don't go back to the spine to correct the imbalance on the spine that created that spasm to begin with. As a chiropractor, you'll find where that tension is on the spine, you'll adjust it, but you don't go back to the tension that pulled that out to begin with. Napropaths do both, okay? Napropaths do both within a treatment. A normal napropathic treatment usually lasts a half an hour, right? And we, again, we're doing a full body treatment, concentrate on the areas of complaint. So it is a very, it's a workout. People know they got treated. People come in ready for work. It's not, you know, obviously, you know, every practitioner has their own technique and style, you know, but it's designed to get to the connective tissue level, which is a deeper treatment than a muscular treatment would be. All right. So if somebody comes in and they have their primary complaint is anterior hip pain, where where do you find that that is whether it's originated or um, related? Where do, where do you find that you go to to help with? I mean, I know that's a kind well, of a general thing, but obviously you're going to take the findings on the hips. You're going to find out where it's anterior, where it's posterior, what's rotated. Okay, then you're going to go and take tension findings. But my experience is going to tell me that lower back pain and hip pain, okay, mm. is always up the spine somewhere, okay? So we'll find if somebody's sitting at a computer all the time and hunched over a computer or somebody's doing a repetitive motion, working at a grocery store and scanning things all day long, right? They're going to put that area of the spinal column in the thoracic and the, you know, in the, in, up in the cervical area to out of out of balance in compensation to the anterior hip you said anterior hip pain down there mm -hmm. so it's always full body treatment concentrate on areas of complaint now you know carpal tunnel would be a good one i just had this experience in in nevada last week cuz i you know i'll bring a table up there and i'll do some treatments to do some experience so i had this gentleman come to me who is a lobbyist for um the hotel workers union. And uh, he came to my table and he had a, uh, he had a wristband on, you know, obviously he's got carpal tunnel, right? So he got on my table and I started treating his neck and his shoulder and I'm underneath, you know, just really working because it's neurovascular bundle flow, right? It always starts in the neck and shoulder. It ends up in the wrist. So I'm treating him and treating him. And he says, doc, I told you it's carpal tunnel. And I said, I know what you told me. And I said, you know, but I'll irritate your carpal tunnel if I work on that. I've got to open the flow. It's like, you know, I tell people I open up the, you know, if you step on the garden hose, the water doesn't come through real well. If you've got tension in the form of muscular tension, fascia coming around that neurovascular bundle, bringing nerve lymph blood down to the wrist, 
and bringing nerve lymph blood back, right? You've got to open that pathway in order for you to get, you know, life force down there. So he got up off the table. I never touched his wrist. And he looked at me. I won't tell you exactly what he said. He says, son of a, (laughs) says, I've been dealing with this for two years. You worked on me for 10 minutes. It feels better, right? Mm. So that's what it is. You, you, You work on the pathways. You work on the pathways. You work on the nerve path. If you've got carpal tunnel syndrome, you're working on the, the, you know, the brachial plexus. If you've got anterior hip pain, you're working on the lumbar plexus, right? You're working on those findings. Something is out of balance. It's not just where the pain is, something pulled out of alignment to, to make that happen. And always up the spine, you know, always, always, always. Those paraspinal muscles that attach at the base of the occiput and then t- attach at the base of the, you know, the uh, sacrum down there, always involved. Always, always, always. You've got to get those paraspinals loosened and underneath those find the ligaments that are pulling those bony structures out of alignment. Now, speaking of those, because, you know, they're, I think they're highly linked to um, our sympathetic nervous response as well, the, as well, the paraspinal. So go, going back to how you um, indirectly started working with these people who had early childhood trauma, did you find that there was just a lot of like... Um, inability to turn off that sympathetic response all the time and and yes. did is it that you went through the body to help calm some of those communi- the communication of like again the nerve bundling absolutely and again you're going to follow tension because the tension pattern I, i'll share this um i i got into this because my daughter's mother okay was we had no idea. We, when we met, this is a long time ago, she was a singer and she always had difficulty breathing, right? We never could figure out what the hell is, you know, breathing. She always restricted it in her throat, restricted it in her chest, restricted it in her belly, right? We would treat, we would treat, we would treat, you know, figure something's going on. I mean, TMJ, all this kind of, and this is, I'm talking about almost 40 years ago right now, okay? Um, so it turns out, that we get pregnant and uh, during delivery, okay, 36 hours of labor, this poor woman had her memories of childhood sexual abuse flood her, okay? And not only did I have a newborn on my hands, but I had a catatonic mom who was just flooded with the memories of, of a childhood of abuse, you know? And that opened lots of things for for me and my practice and how I saw the body and, and how I saw everything going forward in my life, you know, and, you know, we started then putting it together, you know, and, 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 you know, understanding what we had to work with and, and, and understanding how, how badly the trauma affected the body and how 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 much the body wants to wall that trauma off right you want to hold that trauma because people some people don't ever want to deal with it again you know some people can't right Mm -hmm. because you bring that stuff back into your life and you're you get re-traumatized you know so you've got to be able to do it now i never work with people i learned to do this because i work with lots and lots and lots of survivors of childhood trauma but they had to be in therapy in order for me to work with them Okay, because I am not a therapist and something is definitely going to come up. You know, if you're going to start working on the body and they're working on healing themselves and they're working on those memories, 
you have got to be in therapy and you've got to process and you've got to be able to be in a place where you can heal that stuff. I so love, as a body yeah. worker, you can facilitate, but you've got to be really, really, really careful that you don't open somebody up and they put themselves in a place where they don't have any resources to be able to help themselves get out of that place. <laughs> oh, Patrick, I really appreciate you said that. And I think that's just such an example of how the body is always holding memories. Maybe we don't even, we're not aware of, uh, like you said, that we, and there was a, it, it did what it had to do to survive that. But um, it is always important to be able to be with people who are, um, you know, know how to manage that and, and um, aware, aware of it, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, because, you know, people, so many people who've been traumatized as children have this pain. I mean, how many, I'm sure you've run into it several, many, many, many times, right? Many. All the surgeries that these people go through, you know, because of pain and, you know, the hysterectomies and the, you know, the prostectomies that are done because of childhood trauma, you know, and that could be just, you know, it's, you're cutting the circulation off, right? Of course, the organ is going to go bad. You know, you're cutting the, so many hip surgeries, you're cutting the circulation off. Of course, the, the, the you know, the bony structure is going to go bad. You've got to open up the pathways, you've got to open up the circulation, you know, you've got to get that, that, that that connection back and forth, back and forth in order to work. But you also have to keep people in a safe place. You know, I mean, if people are working with trauma, you've got to be aware of that. And you've got to have resources to work with those people with. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. We could just talk forever. I love that um, you're you're educating me about this. And I feel like I know a lot about different uh, modalities. And I had have I've heard of um, napropathic. Is Great. This, am I saying that right? You are. Uh, yeah. Um, but you really defined it in, in, in a way that I understand fully now. And I feel like the, that you're a pioneer, like you took um, these different legacies and, and brought it forth so that more people can have access to it because making it um, accredited, making it available for people through healthcare um, insurance is, is crucial to being able to yeah. get it out there because so many people would not otherwise necessarily be exposed to it or could afford it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're working hard at it. And the other thing that we're doing is we're taking our napropathic education and not only are we educating students who have bachelor's degrees, but we've also put together what we call an immersive program. And it's an 18 month schedule, not a program. It's the same schedule, but we're going to take already licensed healthcare practitioners, physical therapists, chiropractors, you know, MDs, acupuncturists, and we'll take up to 50% of their credits that they've already had, that already taken and put them into our program. And then we'll do an 18 month schedule fully online, except for four immersive weekends on our campus and then them doing hands-on treatments in their clinics and, and reporting them to us. So we're going to educate a branch of practitioners who already, you know, have the ability and the license and give them a specialty in spinal manipulation and connective tissue manipulation as, as a go along with their already um, specialty. That's amazing. So, All the so that's, yeah, different professionals, healthcare professionals out there. Check right. this out. Well, right. and tell us just for a moment about your book. Um, what is it about? What does it entail? Who would who would yeah. want to read this? Yeah, anti-inflammatory medicine. Um, you know, uh, 
is a book about how we use, it, it really talks about the history of neuropathy and the origins of neuropathy and what neuropathy is and how it helps in inflammation and why it should be used instead of drugs and surgery. So that whole information is there. And then we go over into the metabolic side and how important is it to make food your medicine, you know, and how important is it to be examples out there? You know, I, I, I share this with you. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Shark Tank. I don't know if you watch Shark Tank. Oh yeah. Not. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, Shark Tank, the companies, they're all coming to, you know, the ones who give back are the ones that are, you know, getting attention, right? What about if we were able to live our lives to give back to the soil and to give back to the planet? Because if we truly eat foods that are grown in restored and regenerative soils, not only will we help and support farmers and ranchers, you know, and families to live a life, you know, taking care and tending our soil, we're going to heal the soil, we're going to sequester carbon, and we can potentially heal the planet by living a lifestyle, you know, that is anti-inflammatory, that, that supports and, you know, I, I, I like throwing this video out there because it's a great video and it's a video that's called Kiss the Ground and Woody Harrelson actually narrates it. And it's about the restorative regenerative soil and the movement that needs to take place and how we can really heal this planet, you know, by healing our soil, by healing the soil and getting people to eat the foods out of that soil. It's just it's going to give back and give back and give back. You know, it's the movement that I really believe we need to be in right now. We absolutely so, do. We could talk about so, that so much. But I mean, we need to change our um, our just addiction to easy and fast and packaged and the meat consumption, et cetera. It's all, right, it's all too right. much and it's really destructive and it's not good for us either. You know, whatever's not good for the planet pretty much is also not good for us. So we should, well, you know what I mean? Like it's a really, yeah, it's an ecosystem. And um, this is our mother, our sister, our brother. Like we should take right. care of her in the way that we would take care of ourselves. And um, so I love that you're, you're, you wrote about that. So where yeah, can people, so the, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's available on Amazon yeah. for anybody that wants it, you know, um, uh, anti-inflammatory medicine, the property and nutrition for regenerative, restorative, regenerative lifestyle. So just put in nephropathy in my last name and it pops right up. I love that. So. Well, you're a great example. Almost 70 years old. You're just full of life and zest. I can see it. And, um, thank you so much for sharing your time and energy and your expertise. And it was just awesome to meet you. I hope to make it to yeah. New Mexico someday. I would love for you to come and visit the school and clinic. You'll absolutely get a series of treatments here from my students and myself. So come and check us out and let me send you a book. So if I can get your address. Yeah, I'll I'd do that once we sign off. That sounds great. Perfect. <laughs> All, right, All right. Thank you so much. And for everybody listening, as always, I'm pulling for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.